It is a tandem episode presented by Source for Sports Surrey, the hockey shop, thehockeyshop.com. This is In Goal Radio, the podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Darren Millard. The NHL season is underway, and we have all kinds of stories that we're following over at Ingle Magazine regarding new gear, new masks, new places, new performances. Uh, we will keep you up to date with uh, everything and some new techniques. Uh, but today, we are going to look back uh, with the World Junior Hockey Championships, and I mentioned tandem episode because we are going to talk to the two goaltenders uh, that were front and center with Team USA, and next week, the two goaltenders that were part of Team Canada. So get it, tandems in tandem in back-to-back weeks as we bring in the co-founders of InGoal Magazine. Here is David Hutchison and Kevin Woodley. Hutch, you're just looking at me with that sideways glance that uh, always concerns me, like I've said, something totally wrong. Is that true, or is that just your dad face that we always look to dad and go, why are you mad at me? I'm not. Why are you mad at me? No, 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 no. It's more like it's more like that feeling I had when the game was tied and somebody's coming in on a bull rush from the wing, and I know the game's in my hands, and I don't know what Darren's about to lob my way and I have to be <laughs> ready for. So that's, that's the reality. I promised uh, last week that I would go to you first, and uh, mission accomplished. Uh, Kevin Woodley also with us. Uh, uh, on this one, we'll get over to uh, the hockey shop, thehockeyshop.com and Source for Sports Surrey to discuss our gear segment uh, before the feature interview presented by Sense Arena. Uh, Woody, it's no uh, thing that uh, you would want to take lightly because it's been nice to be back in the rinks, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been nice to watch. Um, everybody's been behaving um, on the media side, making sure that we get invited back, keeping our distance, wearing our masks, being smart, being safe. And it is nice to be back in a rink watching hockey, watching the goalies do their extra work at training camp here in Vancouver, watching the new gear. A couple surprises in there. We've we've had it on the Instagram, uh, on, on the gram, the IG, whatever the kids call it these days. How about Thatcher Demko rolling in in CCM E-Flex 5 after being the sort of career Brian's guy? There was the shocker for you. Um, but yeah, And a career playoff in those, in those games in the bubble. Had uh, I got a text like, message. I got a text message from Eddie Lack, who is also a longtime Brian's guy, going, "What the hell?" After that playoff, and then I guess Eddie text text uh, texted Thatcher and started chirping him a little bit too. But I guess he had a set of marquees really? that he tried, and um, you know, there's certainly a pattern there in terms of uh, Ian Clark goalies here with the Vancouver Canucks ending up in CCM. We saw Marky make the switch from Bauer to CCM the last couple of years, and so I think there's a there's a push there. Um, but he tried the set that Marky left behind, uh, liked it. Ordered one of his own, liked it. He was in it, and it was nice to be in the rink to sort of quite literally was there 45 minutes before practice and before the rest of the media to film. And this is the good, this is the good tease for the Ingle Premium members to film the practice session with Ian Clark, Thatcher Demko, Mikey DiPietro, and then later in the day, Braden Holpe. And what a pleasant surprise that I was alone with a video camera, the only one in the building basically at the time that wasn't part of the Canucks as Demko rolls out in those E-Flex 5 for the first time. So we captured it all. And yeah, it's been tough to be, you can't be everywhere. And uh, a lot of the other accounts doing a great job of keeping track of all these changes. Um, but it's interesting, not having anyone in the rinks all over the place. You know, there's sometimes you're just leaning on team accounts. San, yeah. San Jose Sharks, I talked to Devin Dubnik the other day. I'm like, dude, could you get them to take a picture of your pads for us? Because um, they just <laughs> kept taking shots of like heads and shoulders of the goalies. We hadn't seen the pads. So... It's a fun time of year, and it's fun to it's fun to be back in person as well at the rink here in Vancouver. Uh, you mentioned Eddie Lack. Congratulations 
uh, he is a he's a dad, so that's uh, that's very cool. Sophia Goldie Lack, sure, sure he'll be a great. Yeah, one. I've seen a picture. She's a beauty. She got her dad's nose, um, but it's not going to be a problem because she's still just absolutely gorgeous. And you know, Eddie's actually hung out with my kids before in the past up in Kelowna, and they like my kids don't give a rat's patootie uh, about hockey, um, mm-hmm. but they love Eddie because he was so good with them when they were younger. And so that's like five, six years ago. So my youngest was, you know, like seven or eight. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Guy's going to be an absolute rock star of a dad, just like he was a player. So we will, uh, we'll follow his, his progress there as he goes through uh, all the, uh, the experiences that we have. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a wild ride. I love what he, he posted about his life changed forever. And it has, uh, we have uh, the, Feature interview coming up, brought to you by Sensorina. But uh, out of the gate, let's uh, check in with our friends over at the Hockey Shop, Source for Sports uh, uh, Surrey, and thehockeyshop.com. Woody, a lot going on. Yeah, this one is in the bag, Darren. We're going to take a look at bags. I heard you might be in need of a new one, and we can discuss wheels or not later on. But if you're looking for anything new right now in the gear segment, Hockey Shop, Source for Sports, thehockeyshop.com is the place to be. I've been talking for weeks about the sales that have kind of extended from Black Friday and into Christmas. Those are still on. But if there's something that's not on sale, little bonus episode here. In goal 20 discount. Anything you're looking to buy on the site that's not already on sale, when you're on there, hit the checkout, throw in the in goal 20 discount code, and you're going to be pleasantly surprised at the 20% you save. Um, so make sure, again, Whatever you're looking for, whatever you need, in goal 20 discount code um, starts as soon as you hear this episode. I don't have an end date on it right now, to be honest with you. So we're at least going for a full week until the next episode. <laughs> Pretty much everything in the store is going to be in goal 20 discount code. Obviously, there some, are some exceptions in terms of map pricing and things like that. But just make sure you head to the checkout in, and, and enter the in goal 20 code. Uh, and I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at what you save. Like I said, Anything that, that, that's not already on sale, it should apply to. So uh, make sure you check that out at thehockeyshop.com. I know you're there all the time, Darren. Now you get a little extra bonus because we don't actually help you out with any discounts ourselves, but you are going to be able to save using the Ingoal 20 discount. That's outstanding. I'll be going there as soon as we are done uh, putting this uh, podcast episode to bed as uh, we have a lot to unpack in this edition of our visit over to The Hockey Shop, thehockeyshop.com, source for Sports Surrey. Let's bring in Cam, who's standing by with Woody. Oh, gentlemen. All right, folks, welcome back to the Hockey Shop Source for Sports. I'm Kevin. He's Cam. You've seen the lengths that he will go to, for those of you watching on the simulcast and checking out the video. For those of you just listening to us on the podcast, uh, we are here at the Hockey Shop Source for Sports. At thehockeyshop.com, you missed the intro where Cam is actually sitting in a CCM bag. And to me, this is just the lengths that this man will go to to figure out and determine which bags hold the most. Either that or to have a quick nap on the job. Uh, we are going to go through the rest of the bags that Cam has here in the store, on display, and on sale for a special Ingo promo code that you need to stick around to the end of the episode to hear about. So Cam, when somebody comes into the store and says they want a goalie bag, what's the first question you ask? There, there are different options, and how do you determine which one's the best for them? Two questions. One, wheel or carry. Second, pads in or pads out. 
really kind of negates where they're going to end up uh, in terms of our bag selection and uh, what we have to offer, uh, which we have quite a few offerings. Um, if you're wheeling around your gear, um, you got a couple different ways you can kind of go. Um, most of my wheel bags that I have, uh, they're all going to fit um, pads inside the bag. Or if you want, you can carry it. It does take a little bit of feng, feng shui to get uh, all your pads in and whatnot, but uh, there is a certain way to pack your gear properly. Um, starting off at the very end, uh, we can take a look. We got our two Vaughn bags, uh, the V9. Uh, the Vaughn bag hasn't changed a whole lot over the years. Um, it's been a good staple for us. Um, I mean, geez, I can remember when my parents came here and got me a Vaughn bag for Christmas, actually, um, years and years and years ago. We have both the intermediate size and a senior size in particular. So um, you're eight, nine, 10, pushing 11, potentially fits uh, something like this bag. Moving on up to the senior, that will fit obviously a little bit more. The bag itself is a little bit more compact. Uh, I would say, you know what, for something like this, I would still probably carry my pads on the outside. However, um, again, given a little bit of patience and packing, you can fit everything inside, no problem. And this is obviously a bag that does come with wheels. That's correct. Still on the wheel bag side of things. And once we kind of move down a little bit, we'll switch over to carry. Uh, one of my good go-to bags, um, especially um, in that uh, smaller range, the Brian's Intermediate wheel bag that I got here. A couple nice features. It does have that nice pull-out handle. Makes it nice and easy to roll around, especially for those kids. Um, they should be able to fit their pads in here, no problem. Um, all their gear without having to have too much organization, which is a little tough at that age for sure. So um, great bag option. Uh, I love it. If you need something a little bit bigger, can jump up to their senior size, which is just right beside it. Nice plug by Brian's right there. Good, great logo. B-Star. Moving on down, switching anything up a little bit. We move over to some of our carry bags oh, that we have. Wait, wait. I oh. have one question, Cam. Oh. Do you ever ask the people? who are looking at the bags with the wheels, what kind of car they drive. Now Does this, it matter? It can. I mean, if you all of a sudden you show up and you've got a little Fiat Panda, um, there's an old car for someone who knows what that is. Um, like, it's just not going to work. You got to have the trunk space for it um, or a uh, foldable back seat and whatnot to be able to fit. Like, it really depends on the car you're driving. But if you are driving a little subcompact and you're a goalie already, like, you're, you already know kind of what you're in for. Personal uh, note for me, the one thing I've had experience with is it's not just the size of the trunk and whether you can fit it in, but you need to take consideration, you know, of your car, how you care for it, how much you care about it. Because the one thing about wheel bags is they've got that hard plastic ribbing on the bottom. And if you're not careful, if you just plan on reaching and yanking it out, you can really do damage, especially to a sedan, um, sort of the, to that back deck lid dragging that plastic in and out of a trunk. Um, you brought back a little bit of PTSD of my mom screaming at me for uh, pulling my wheel bag out of her Volkswagen Jetta at the time. There um, may have been a yes. few curse words. There may have been a few curse choice. words. Choice words. Choice Sentence words. enhancers. Choice words in your house. In, in my house, were, there were a few curse words at myself the first time I dragged one of those ribs across the, those ribbed plastic bottoms across the back of uh, uh, one of my cars. So yeah, there's something to keep it. It is something to keep in mind. Obviously we're, we're asking goalies goalie questions, but you know, for parents, you probably should consider, um, you know, your car and whether it's going to fit. And if not, if you're worried about it, then you get into these ones here, Cam, the carry bags. A exactly. So, um, obviously no wheels carry bag, but 
smooth bottom to it as well. So, you know, this is the worry. warrior model. This is the warrior one. Yes. But this is uh, consistent across uh, all the carry bags is that smooth bottom. So you referenced that earlier about having to worry about the scratches on your car and whatnot. That's one way to kind of keep and make sure that's going to stay pristine. Uh, smooth bottom bagged. Damn. These warrior carry bags that we have uh, in particular, I've got quite a few different colors. So good chance I can find something that's going to line up with your team. Um, I, I like this carry bag a lot. Um, it served us very well over the years. Um, it's evolved a little bit. It used to have mesh lining. That mesh lining used to break. But Warrior paid attention and listened. They took that away to make it a, a nice smooth finish. Um, great bag. Sell a boat to them. Um, love recommending it. Um, for like the for little, uh, have one myself, like the little uh, compartment. I know most of them have them, but always nice to be able to, you know, um, I know like some guys like to put the, a number, their jersey number in there. Frankly, I find it a great spot for holding the lock and key. Lock and key, identification if you're traveling, uh, where to return this bag if it gets lost. Always good points to have that, uh, that little uh, holder there. Uh, moving one down, Bauer, um, they've come up with a newer carry bag. Uh, basically, very, very similar to the Warrior, actually, in particular. Um, bigger, a, though. A bit Looks bigger. like it's bigger. Yes. Yes. Yeah, is this a bag you can fit a set of pads in? Um, again, a little bit of feng shui when it comes to, to carrying your gear, especially with pads on the inside, can be a little bit tough. Most of the time, I recommend with the carry bags that you are holding onto your pads, um, either slinging them over your shoulder or whatnot, or even grabbing them by the knee stacks, in particular, in my case. Uh, I just find it can be a little bit tough and kind of awkward to carry with it all together. That said, if you're traveling and you're using a carry bag and you want to be able to throw everything in, you know, there's another great suggestion there for you as well. Hey, now here's a company we're going to hear a lot more about in the near future in the goalie department. True. Nice. Uh, good. Goalie bag. Uh, vinyl uh, PU leather bag in particular. A um, little bit smaller um, in comparison to some of the other bags that we just saw there too. So figures a little bit more compact, um, especially like uh, a smaller kid transitioning into a carry bag might be a little bit more manageable for him. Um, as opposed to logging around this big giant bag in particular. So, um, uh, yeah, another great option in terms of our carry bag. And now a couple of the monster. Yes, we're back to the wheel bags in particular and the two biggest wheel bags that I've got. Um, the CCM one, what you saw me uh, uh, pop out of there a little bit earlier on for those that were watching actually in the in the video there. This is uh, the biggest bag uh, that I got. Um, nothing fancy on the inside, but this will hold all your gear and more. Um, you know, pads we, go in no problem pads go in no problem all your gear even everything a little bit extra so if you're again really needing to have that uh wheel bag and fit everything possible that's going to be your guy right there for and sure and i'm thinking you're probably going to need to either be in a truck or at least a good size suv if you're fitting this one in the back of the car no sedans allowed I exactly exactly you might find it a little bit hard to get uh to get it in some of those subpacked uh cars there but uh yeah, another great option. And last but so, not least. If you are looking to be a little bit more organized, um, I do have this Warrior one as well. So still offering a similar uh, level of size, but offering a couple more pockets and a little bit more com compartmentalized. I say that a couple of times fast. Uh, Char to compartmentalized. It's not that hard. Compartmentalized. compartmentalized. Compa yeah, that. What do you say? Nice cool feature of the warrior bag is it actually has even a spot to toss your stick in as well. Just another feature we just uh, don't normally see in the bags, just another way to hold uh, everything all together. Again, keeping it a little bit more organized. But before you finish, there's actually one more bag. It happens to sit right over front of my office. Ooh, it gets don't forget 
the special the legendary grit sumo bags now these are a bag that's been around for a little while as well um again for the real organized person the ability to fully stack your gear and have it all sitting out in front of you in the locker room so if your locker room is a little bit more compact you can't spread out everywhere like i enjoy doing um and you need to be um, a little bit tighter spaced that will set all of your gear right out in front of you the pads actually clip to the outside of the bag through that bungee strap that you see on the other one there uh, i've got both a uh, junior size and a senior size uh, definitely again the bag you know you're gonna need that bigger suv truck to be able to carry um, it is a little weighty right off the bat without gear into it so uh, you want to make sure you know what kind of you're getting yourself into but that said if you're looking to have everything in front of you um all organized and ready to go great sumo tower another great option and you're wheeling that one anyways that's correct yes so in terms of weight it's not as big an issue because you're not slinging it over your shoulder now the one thing you mentioned for those of us who take our pads as i look at the pad wall behind you and carry them outside of the bag um you talked about grabbing by the knee stack grabbing by the toe ties but you can actually buy a pad carrier can you not yes yes we can oh nice little plug here from brian's to carry the brian's pad carry strap here's available from the hockey shop for only ten dollars sweet and you can fit it in that giant bag you're gonna go take another nap in exactly well i know what the rest of my day is booked in for all right folks if you got any bag needs make sure you check out cam at the hockey shop thehockeyshop.com he'll set you up whether you need a bag to carry your pads just your gear carry the pads yourself or you just want something big enough you can take a nap in it cam's got you set thanks cam Now, at the start of that, you, you let him out of the equipment bag. Did did you really, was there part of you thinking maybe just throw a padlock on that thing and make him sweat it out for a while? Well, before we started filming, I basically just started walking up the stairs, stomping and said, uh, you know, just kind of like as my, tried to make my voice fade as I left the room and like, see you, Cam. As he was, <laughs> Turn the lights as, off. He was as he was locked in that bag. And of course, we're there before hours now, obviously with COVID. We don't we want to be doing this before, even though we're wearing masks. Uh, we want to do it before there's customers in the store. And so there's nobody else around. So if I've got Cam locked in that equipment bag and I leave and turn the lights off, it's see you later. Hope somebody shows up when the store opens in two hours to let you out, buddy. That's kind of unfair and mean, but really, really awesome. <laughs> I was tempted. I was tempted. So where you guys fall into the uh, the wheels or no wheels? I'm I'm I do need a new bag, and I've been wheels for a while, and I'm I'm going to go. Uh, with a carry bag first time am i uh am i out in left field am i behind the times what or am i like sort of right right in the middle of the flow Hutch. you're probably a, you're probably a cool kid darren i think yeah, you're doing nice. it the right way yeah yeah no totally i i was for the longest time i was a wheel guy i am a physics teacher so i figured the wheel was invented for a reason and i better take advantage of that i am not too proud to wheel my bag across the parking lot uh but then it kind of fell apart and as you pointed out it becomes a lot more awkward to work with a wheeled bag that's broken and uh, a lot heavier and i'm also cheap and now my kid is playing on a team where he gets a bag most years so i'm just i'm just dad dealing with the hand-me-downs now um i get the hand-me-down gear too because he's way taller than me so i just get <laughs> the uh, the stuff that doesn't fit him anymore and, uh, and the hand-me-down bag so um probably a carry bag now but i'm okay i'm okay with wheels and i'm okay with uh, kids getting getting help with it too but um you guys are way cooler than me. Yeah, I don't. Listen, 
I said in the segment, the only reason I don't have wheels on my bag is because I find that the hard plastic bottom can really wreak havoc if you've got a like a a sedan or a trunk that you put a car into. I had one that it absolutely wrecked on me. And that's the only reason. Like, I'm not too proud. I would absolutely wheel a bag in if I had a truck or something that was easier to sort of yank it out of and not do damage to. But you know how vain I am, Darren, and how how much of a loser I am when it comes to little details like scratches on my car and things like that. So I need the soft leather bag. Absolutely ruined your car with one little scratch, probably, that nobody else could see. I was going to say, nobody's arguing with them. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Snap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I I'll let you guys know, and I will be on uh, checking out that uh, promo code in goal twenty. How cool is that? Uh, let's uh, slide over to uh, a couple of guys that have uh, new uh, equipment bags themselves. Uh, Team USA. They also have some other uh, merchandise to uh, put inside those bags, although they probably wouldn't. Uh, that being gold medals, and this is a really cool couple of weeks that we have on In Gold Radio, the podcast next week is going to be Team Canada Netminers, uh, Devin Levi and Dylan Garan. And today, it's Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf. Uh, so we've got Canada next week and Team USA this week. We opted to go with Team USA because they won. And, uh, and champions, uh, they, they get the, the front of the line. We know that. So this is a, this is a really cool uh, conversation presented by Sensorina VR. Uh, looking forward to this, Woody. Yeah, no, and and two guys that we've had on before. Obviously, Spencer Knight, we at, like just thoroughly enjoyed. We had him for almost an hour in his draft year before he went in and was the first goalie picked a couple of years ago here in Vancouver in the draft by the Panthers, 13th overall, uh, and was so impressed with him. Same with Dustin Wolf during the pause. Like just the way these guys think the game, the approach, that no stone unturned uh, mentality to find new ways to get better. And the willingness to share uh, ideas when you engage them, when you ask them from the perspective, what advice would you give to a kid? And you'll hear this in the interview. They've got some great, you know, some great insights, some great feedback, some great advice that I think a lot of young goalies could, you know, could, could, could take advantage of by listening to this interview. So um, they may not be, well, I guess Wolf, Wolfie's just turning pro now. Potentially there's some things up in the air in terms of WHL season and can he play in the A and we'll see how that goes. But now, these guys are, you know, Spencer's still in college, and yet, you know, I find the insights that they share with us have just as much value as when we're talking with a, you know, 10-year veteran to the National Hockey League. So, really enjoyed it. Uh, really enjoyed how open and honest they are with us, and uh, I hope the listeners do, too. Uh, brought to you by Sense Arena VR, as we uh, look forward to this one. Uh, Hutch, there's some, some lessons here. There's a, a lot to digest in this conversation when it comes to being a good teammate as well. Yeah, there's a lot of lessons in this conversation with these two guys. And I, th- I think we should mention that with Sense Arena, there's some great lessons now too. Um, Sense Arena, who sponsors our free chair interview, uh, you know, when you first turn it on, it can be a little bit daunting because there's so much there and so much available to you. And one of the things that the most recent release added was guided training plans. And I think it was a fantastic ad because you can open up the app now and you can go straight into a training plan and you're guided by, for example, Bill Ranford, goaltending coach of the Stanley Cup. Uh, excuse me. Bill Ranford, three-time Stanley Cup champ and goaltending coach of the uh, Los Angeles Kings. And, and he works you through day by day what you can be doing and how he best sees it apply um, to your game on the ice. And having that guided way of using um, Sense Arena, I think will really help your training 
and uh, really helps you know how you can sort of attack things in in probably you know a more technical way and a more advantageous way. Still a ton there to work with. You've still got all sorts of freedom and and to to use this tool to to help your game as so many people are. And I actually had a wonderful conversation with uh, Devin and Dylan about Sensorina as well, not realizing how much they they loved it as well and how much they saw it translate, as we've heard from many pros, onto the ice. Um, just using Sensorina, uh, you know, as part of your warm-up routine in the morning, guys are finding it really helps as you get onto the ice uh, with your tracking. So having those guided programs from guys like Bill Ranford and uh, and having those tools to work is is really a game changer for everybody. So uh, really thankful for Sensorina to help us present this feature interview. This is one of the most unique conversations we have presented on In Goal Radio, the podcast. I'm so excited for you to hear the discussion between Spencer and Dustin, along with Kevin on In Goal Radio, the podcast presented by Sensorina. Here is the feature interview. All right, so this is kind of exciting. This is unique. We don't normally bring in three voices. It can get a little awkward to juggle, but you guys are both goaltenders, so you probably know how to juggle. Dustin Wolf and Spencer Knight, World Junior Champions. How does it how does it feel? Like, is it sunk in, guys, that uh, that that you guys are the World Junior Champions? Have you had a chance to let this sink in? Yeah, I mean, I'll touch on that a little bit to start off, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird to think that 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 game was, I think, almost like a week. A week ago or whatever it was um it was honestly it was it's honestly a moment that you'll never forget and you know to do it in canada and you know with you know the team we had which we were so close you know me and uh, wolfie too it was just it was awesome it's it's that's honestly something i'll never forget yeah i mean just to add on that like even right after we, we were able to win like i remember me and Knight are just looking at ourselves like we don't believe this is like happening right now it, it kind of just flew by, like as soon as it ended, until um, you know we left the hotel the next morning. It all kind of just a blur. So um, obviously, super grateful to be part of such an amazing group, and um, you know something to remember forever for sure. Well, now what was the timeline like? You did not get much time to enjoy or celebrate this. You were gone the next morning, out of the bubble. Um, Spencer, you've already played a game back for Boston College, and it, nicely done. As he extended the old, yeah. the old unbeaten streak to fourteen, and Dustin, you're already in camp with the Flames. So, like, did you have a chance to absorb this, or was it just one night and boom, gone? Everybody their separate ways. Yeah, I mean, it was. You know, we, we got off the ice. Everyone was kind of hanging out in the locker room, gone dressed, and we got back to the hotel. Obviously, everyone was kind of hanging out for a while there that night. Um, but then everyone went kind of parted ways that morning, early morning. And yeah, I mean, it, it was quick, but, you know, I think, it, I think it's still, it's still there. That feeling of, you know, winning gold, it's, it's still there, but I mean, it was, you know, a quick night, but it was definitely, you know, well spent for sure. And you Dustin, a little bit of an awkward fo- uh, car ride the next morning. Uh, not as bad as it probably would have seen, but, <laughs> um, you know, Labarro is a tremendous uh, person in that car ride. Um, you know, I didn't want to take that gold medal off. And uh, fortunately, <laughs> he didn't uh, shred me too much about it. But, um, you know, it was pretty awesome. I, did, I actually didn't have to leave until like 11 o'clock the next morning. So I was able to get a little bit of sleep. But, um, you know, some guys had to leave at 4.30 in the morning, which wasn't 
didn't get any rest, but, um, you know, after a win like that, you really can't sleep. So, uh, you know, it was just, uh, something that will go down as history is something's pretty special and, um, you know, awesome to spend it with that group. And, and a unique one guys, like in this unique time and, you know, I've, Dustin, I've talked to you during sort of the, the pause when there was no hockey and all the different things you were trying to do to stay sharp. Um, what about these circumstances? Like how did that manifest itself for you guys? Like in terms of being in a bubble, how different was that training camp? Like everything you guys had to go through and, and sacrifice, frankly, to be away from people as long as you were to be a part of this. Um, does it make it, I, I, it's weird to say special in such a tough time, but it's, it's so different. What, what do you guys think about it looking back at the whole experience? Yeah, it was, I'll, I'll start, but, uh, it was, it was definitely unique. Um, you know, getting to Michigan and we had our camp there, you know, we're tested, I think every other day and it, it all seemed pretty normal, but then we got hit with, you know, two guys going down to tests. Um, test one guy test positive so his, him and his roommate had to you know obviously weren't able to come and uh, I think it kind of put a little scare in everyone and then eventually we got to got out to Edmonton we had our four-day quarantine you know we're meeting on zoom three times a day you know meals delivered to your room we're doing workouts in the room and all that stuff and you know it's it was an experience that was you know a bit of a grind at times mentally I think um you know, you're, you, we didn't really get to go outside even. And it's really, you're just, you know, you're wondering like, what's, what is this? This is different. It's not real life, you know, in terms of, you know, going back and forth, but you have to find ways to stay, stay focused and also find ways to have fun in the bubble. And I think, you know, for me and me and Wolfie, for sure. I know after a couple of days, we started playing a lot of ping pong and we, we, we played ping pong, I think almost every single night and me him, and a couple other guys, and we played so much ping pong at night after, after dinner, before dinner. And that was kind of a way to, you know, kind of bond and, you know, get out of our rooms a bit. So just find things like that. Like, like Spencer said, we were on zoom like three to four times a day. We had a couple of different calls with former, uh, world junior guys that are in the NHL now and, um, a couple of different coaches, but you know, there was, we did a lot of meetings in terms of getting to know each other, even though a lot of us had already known one another for quite a long time. Um, so I think that kind of just built the bond right off the, right off the hop, even when we were just in our room for four days, um, you know, just getting through that and being able to try to maintain your, your, what you call strength, I guess, um, with limited resources. But, um, you know, once we got out of the bubble and we were able to, you know, just kind of create our own routines in terms of having to keep, uh, the clear app, like updated on our symptoms and, uh, the daily COVID tests and, um, you know, the same food that just kind of got old after a while. Um, but I think like, like Niter said, the ping pong kind of brought a bunch of us together. We played a ton of it. Um, I'd like to say my game improved quite a bit over the period, but now I probably won't play ping pong for quite a while, but, um, you know, as interesting it was, there was a lot of positives to come out of it. And, um, you know, it was definitely experience, uh, you know, for the history books for sure. Okay. So ping pong, like a uh, lot of eye hand coordination. I mean, there's, there's probably, you know, like we, you, as goalies, we can probably find positive correlation in any activity. Um, but yeah. were there other things you guys found, whether it was the four days in your room 
Were any of the Zoom calls goalie-specific, past goalies, any advice? Or did you guys use video? I talked to some guys that, you know, when they got stuck in their room, they used video and were using that to sort of try and keep themselves in a goalie mind frame. Is there? We got a lot of kids all around, you know, North America and the world right now that are stuck not being able to get on the rink and probably looking for some advice like, hey, how do I get better when I can't get on the ice? Anything from your guys' experience that you think might translate? Yeah, Um I thought, you know, ping pong was great because it kind of it got me moving a little bit. And uh, obviously the hand-eye coordination, but it's also just fun, you know, get out and do that. And uh, for me, when, when I was in my room at least, um, we would do a lot. We did a uh, workout, and then I would do a lot of um, stretching and stuff of that nature. And I would do a lot, I think that That's one thing that I found that, I, you know, I could really – hone in on during the time of quarantine and just work on it, just, you know, just keep my body in at least somewhat of a good spot, I think. And for me, um, I knew, I knew I had a lot of hockey coming up. So, I mean, I wanted to do, I did a lot of, I, I do a lot of that, uh, program, the visual edge stuff. I use that in quarantine a lot just to kind of keep my, you know, eyes somewhat, you know, dialed, as um, I was going through the quarantine. Um, I think that, that actually helped a lot. And because that's something, I, you know, when, when we're playing, when I was playing a lot of games and practicing, I didn't really want to do because you're already doing so much. But when I, when I was in quarantine and I wasn't doing much, I mean, that, that program of using that stuff was, it's just, I thought, I think it's game changing. So, yeah, just to add on, I think, I think uh, like the visualization sort of aspect of that, I think that does wonders for you. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really know the benefits of it, but, um, you know, I like to, especially like day before morning of, um, you know, even if I'm not playing, like visualize yourself in the game, like feeling the shots hit you and um, like the feelings you're going to go through in terms of um, maybe pop in mid game. Um, you know, you're going to be a little excited or a little bit nervous and, you know, just trying to manage those emotions and being able to dive right into your game. But, um, between that and meditation is also really good. Um, but again, like in terms of stuff you can do physically, I think like juggling is really good. The ping pong is really enjoyable. Um, you know, just to hang out with some buddies and, you know, utilize the resources that you had. So, um, you know, for people stuck at home, it's obviously tough right now, but, um, obviously I love watching just different highlights on, uh, YouTube or whatever, um, the web, just, uh, see what other guys are doing and, um, you know, stay in a loop of what's new in the goalie world. So when you did your visualization during this tournament, you're like mind's eye seeing yourself skating into that crease in that sick USA gear that you had and, and stopping shots, doing a warm up. Like what, you know, a lot of people hear that term, as you said, but what for, for both of you guys, we start with you, Dustin and Spencer, if you do a lot of visualization, people hear the term, but they, some kids don't really know how they do it. Like, is it just like, what you would see if a game was going on in front of you, sort of moving around, eyes closed type of thing. Can you give us any sort of little taste of how you use it? Yeah, I mean, I just do it um, pretty much just laying in bed. I mean, um, I like to do it while I'm meditating as well. So I'll do a lot of deep breaths and then um, integrate some some visualization in terms of like, as a goal, you've seen so many different shots come your way and a lot of them are very similar. Um, so, you know, you might see a guy come down the wall and rip it right into your glove. Like you've probably seen that hundreds of times. Um, so, I mean, just having that 
visualize that in your head so that you know when it comes you know exactly what to do um i work with a uh a mental strength coach and uh, i've been working for him the last three years and the term we like to use is remembering the future so um like two years ago when i had no playoff experience in everett um before the playoffs even started we worked on remembering the future so i don't have that experience but i gotta obtain it before i even play um so remembering that or just visualizing what's gonna potentially happen um first round of playoffs what what guys on the other team um you know what their power play looks like what what they do that are pretty um you know common common things that take place um so i think just the visualization goes a lot with a lot farther than um you know, just seeing a puck when you're your glove or whatnot. Okay. Hey, and Spencer to you, the, um, with USA hockey, you guys have both been through the program. Um, were there mentors that reached out to you either before the tournament or during the tournament or even, even outside of the tournament environment, what's been your experience with say the Strelo program and, you know, talking to some of the guys that have gone through it over the years about how they had past goalies that have made the NHL, then reach out back to them. Have, have you guys had that type of experience through? Uh, through USA Hockey in the Street Low program? Yeah, I mean, I, I know I got to, um, I mean, I, I had, I had a, people, a couple people reach out to me, I mean, a couple after. I know Joe Wall reached out, you know, he reached out you know, to congratulate me on the on the win and all that. But um, I mean, the thing, the nice thing about it, like you said, like the Street Low program is they've, the program's really done a great job at, you know, making the goalie community in USA hockey feel, you know, really tight. Like, you know, we got all these guys, you know, Wolfie and the list goes on, you know, guys with their O1s, O0s, O2s, like Drew Comesso, who's supposed to be Logan Stein, who's on our team. Like, we're all so familiar with each other before we get to that tournament, you know, which I mean, that I think that's what's great about it is that it's almost we get to that camp and it's kind of like a little goalie bonding time where we get to talk goalie, you know, people understand what we're saying, you know, you're not talking to us, just a, a player trying to talk about gear or whatever, you know, everyone kind of understands what you're saying. So I think that's the nice thing is that, and what actually helps us in the tournament in that, you know, goalie relationship in the tournament with, you know, who was on, on the team as, as goalies is that we get there and we're already so familiar with each other. Like, you know, Wolfie and I, we've known each other for so long already. So it's, and we've played together. So we know what we're like, we know what each other takes and warmups and all that stuff. We know what each other needs in practice. And so it, it just, it helps, you know, it kind of, you hit the ground running when he gets to the tournament. So. I saw your head coach talk about how you, you know, Spencer, you, you obviously were playing through all the elimination games, but how Dustin, you played a big role as part of that group in the back and forth. Like what's that relationship like in terms of, you know, do you offer advice? Are you guys comparing notes on situational things? Like whether it's looking for a certain shot on the power play, when you come to the bench, are you talking to each other? Or is it also at times about knowing when to just leave the other guy alone? Like you guys have things in your game that are similar and obviously things that are unique. Do you, do you go back and forth on that stuff? I think, um, like in my role, um, obviously Nider was the guy hitting, hitting the guy, hitting the ice running. And, um, like I knew coming in that I just had to be as supportive as I possibly could. And, um, you know, I know Niders game is super, super composed and super structured. I took a couple, um, you know, big things out of his game in Plymouth that I thought have helped, especially the last couple of weeks. 
And um, I know come like the tournament, especially in, in the medal rounds there, um, you know, just really getting the guys energized on the bench. Um, you know, Nider comes over, I give him his water bottle, you know, he squirts some water in the air and um, we get a fist bump and that's about it for the TV timeout. So, um, you know, basically let him do his thing. We both have our own routines. Um, you barely see either of us, um, you know, around come, come pregame, but, um, you know, it's my role is to just give the boys some energy and, uh, provide the support that everybody needed. So, um, you know, I thought it ended up working out very well and, uh, very grateful to be a part of it. Now you mentioned some things in his game that you, you feel like you took out of, you know, that you look to add to yours or take, can you give us examples or are you okay to share any? Like something that, and maybe other kids will hear it and say, yeah, geez, I never looked at it that way. I'd love to see if I can put that in my game. Yeah. I mean, um, I've always been like the super athletic, like always try to go after pucks, but I've been trying to more just like let pucks come to you. And, uh, he does a real job, real good job of, um, you know, keeping his like elbows almost pinned in a way that, um, you know, he drops and it basically covers every square inch between your pants and your pads. So um, I had a, big, a lot of trouble during the summer where uh, under the glove over the pad was, you know, caused me some issues. And um, I thought a little bit of glove positioning and, um, you know, I thought it's helped wonders. And, you know, it's just the little things that, that help in a big way. I mean, everybody's got their style of play, but those little details kind of can go a long way if you're able to implement them. And over to you, Spence, is there anything when, you, when you're watching Dustin that over the years, whether it's this camp, this World Juniors, or past experiences where it's like, hey, man, I, I like that part of your game, I'd, you know, where you're picking his brain and asking him about his philosophy on something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love his edge work. Um, you know, I think I take a lot out of that. Um, you know, his ability to skate throughout the crease, side to side, you know, shuffles. It all, it's explosive but very you know it's it's smooth you know it's very smooth and compact and you know so i take a lot out of his edge work and you know i think a lot of i mean something that we both were bounced ideas off of were you know longer pushes you know going from maybe like one dot to the other dot on the other side you know those longer pushes which can be hard sometimes you know we we did did a lot of stuff on that so, I mean, I, I really like looking at his, uh, his edge work is actually, you know, something that I really like to watch. And, you know, I know in practice, so just, you know, when he, when he was going into the drills, I was definitely watching that for sure. Was there something in particular? I mean, obviously all goalie geeks listening to this, something in particular about that long push in terms <laughs> of the way he opened up or didn't or things that you, that, that you took out of it? Yeah. I mean, something that we, we were, we were both uh, like looking at for me and with also our goalie coach at the, t- at the, at the tournament, uh, Coach Mayotte, um, we were, I was, you know, we were bouncing ideas and something I found was like that back arm. So whatever side you push to that back arm, getting that through is something that's huge. And a lot of goalies sometimes will push and they'll leave that back arm kind of, yeah, kind of behind like, yeah, like you just did. And also that back leg is something that can, can drag sometimes. So we worked on getting those, working on getting those across, and also when you get to that dot, making sure you're not stopping and having your feet so up ice. You know, is you really got to think about how, and it's not. I'll do it. I'll make that long push, get there, but my feet are up ice. 
and I go in the butterfly and I, I, I'm just, I'll sit there and I'm looking at it. And I'm like literally facing the neutral zone dot almost. Cause it's, you know, it's just that that's the easier way. So I got to fight. You got to get that back. You know, your torso rotated. So it's more on an angle towards that face off. So get that early rotation in the push rather than that. As you said, that back arm sort of dusty, Dustin will know this phrase, the old counter rotation. Yeah. Like to add on that, like going right to left, for us, I found it was pretty easier just like you have the stick coming around already. Um, so that obviously helps. But going left to right where you're having to bring your glove around, um, it's it's different and it's definitely harder than already having a, a tool that brings your shoulder around. Um, so obviously the first day, first couple of days of camp, um, that dot-to-dot drill. And um, like I'd get beat high glove and Mayo would just be like, Hey, you got, you're not square. You got to bring that shoulder around. And, you know, after a few days, it kind of just became a, a habit and, um, you know, obviously a, a tool that's pretty uh, significant in terms of covering space. And um, that little detail can make or break, uh, you know, a save or not. Nice. All about getting there and being square, right? Um, exactly. Now, what about pressure stuff? Do you guys talk at all about how you, or do you just do? Like, how do you handle, you know, I mean, and Spencer, obviously the biggest moment, the gold medal game, like it, you know, from, from a distance from the couch, it's hard to imagine what that's like. It's hard to imagine how you guys manage it. And I know you've been doing it your whole lives, but are there any tips that, you know, that you, if you were talking to a younger you, that maybe the first time you were going into that, what, what advice would you give yourself in terms of how to handle that moment, how to handle that pressure? Cause you know, especially with no NHL this year, like the eyes of the world, hockey world were on you guys in that, in that gold medal game, especially, but really throughout the tournament. Yeah. Um, pressure. It's something that I, I kind of been actually focusing a lot on, um, since quarantine, that's, you know, another way I look at it. And the big thing that came out for me, and I kind of get into this, um, like when I got to Boston college is that, you know, pressure is, you know, you know, the pressure is only as, you know, daunting as you make it really for yourself and for me um i was really just working on letting letting go of things you know just going out there and just trusting your preparation and the things you've done in practice and the work you put in and just kind of look at that as the game as a, re- a reward for your work in practice as you know what like all right i'm here i've put in the work let's just go uh, let's just go have fun you know like, you know what, like I, we love this game and that's why we play and you can't forget about that. And it's kind of like, um, I know you guys talked to Demko about, uh, his whole thing about the letting go of the big game preparations. And it's funny cause he, he actually told me the same story a couple of years before was we were actually driving to a, a goalie lesson in, in Connecticut. And, you know, it was, I think, I'm not sure if it was his first after his first or second year pro or something. And he was talking about, how, you know, in the AHL, I, you know, like in the beginning for him, it was the grinds and how he lost those first couple of games. And he said, you know, he talked about how he had this crazy routine at Boston College. And then he eventually, after a couple of games of pro, he realized he was just so tired or whatever. And then eventually he's like, you know what, I'm just going to go out there and play some, you know, some soccer and then, you know, get on the ice and just play. And he ended up winning that game. And I kind of, I, I, that's, that's when it kind of hit me is, you know, like, all right, you know what? You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be, you know, as hard and rigorous as, you know, people think. And 
for me, like, the going, going to that gold medal game, it kept reminding me of that, you know, just that go out there, have fun, you know, trust yourself. You know what? You don't, it, it, you know, just let go of it, let it go, you know? And that kind of, that's kind of how I've learned to manage pressure. It's just, you know what? It's just, it's, it's still just a hockey game. You know, the, the puck's the same size, the goal's the same size. And, you know, you just, you've been there before. So just go out there and do your thing. It's sometimes an easy thing to say, right? But a harder thing to do. Have you guys found tools yeah. over the years um, that help you get to that point, Spencer? Where you, and Dusty too, if it doesn't, if you want to answer after, like, um, you know, like a lot of the tools that can create these pregame routines are designed to sort of take our minds off pressure or manage that. And yet, as, as Thatcher told us, he ended up with too many. Like, have you found the ones that for you let you get to that state easily, or is it a matter of sort of getting rid of almost all of them? Yeah. I mean, I, I, for since, uh, probably the past two years now, I've been kind of getting rid of a couple things, but then I've added a few things here and there. But I, and I've, but I made them more of a routine, like a, a light routine. I, I just kind of like to put it like a flexible one that's, you know, able to be a, a you know, I can adapt change if i need to be but it's it's flexible it it flows you know it's you get to the rink you're you know you're not i'm not going crazy i i show up i don't i don't need to get there that early i can get there two hours hour 45 whatever it is i make it flexible and you know certain things are like i get there i tape my stick i do you know i i like to roll out with a, a lacrosse ball a little bit on certain parts and then do a couple of these things for the ankle, um, hip and back. And then I go do the team warm up, and then I kind of just do a little, I do a couple of breathing things that are really quick. You know, I used to do them for a long time, but I kind of like, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna keep it short just so I'll make it easier. And I found that that's what works. And then I kind of just go out there after that. And it kind of, Try to have fun after that. Dustin, it's different for everyone. Can you walk us through yours? How you like how yours has evolved over the years to to manage these big pressure moments? And you know, like as you've been in playoff games in the dub and you're about to head down to a pro season by the sounds of it, maybe in the American Hockey League, depending on what's going on with the WHL season. How do you how how have you how has your routine to get ready to play and manage pressure evolved over the years? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, since I started in Everett, um, you know, you come in to your first year junior and you think, Oh, you got to have this super intense, like routine. And, you know, that's what you begin with. You got all these certain things that you got to do in a certain time period. And, um, you know, if you don't get to it, well, who knows if you're gonna have a good game, but over the time I've been in Everett and working with my mental coach, it's just been exactly what now just state of the adaptability sort of thing. And, um, you know, there's obviously things that I love to do. I love going on the bench to tape my stick and incorporating some some visualization on there. Pretty short, but um, you know, and also just some some affirmations and just some reminders of you know, relax, go out there, have fun. You know, um, like I know before the gold medal game, it was one of the things I said was you'll never be in this position again. Um, you know, make the most of it, enjoy it, and um, you know, really try to live this uh this moment out as long as possible and um you know adaptability has been huge for me i obviously i like to get through um you know my routines of juggling and stretching and um and making sure the body's nice and warm and 
you know, mentally prepared as well. Um, but, you know, like, I'm not going to ruin myself if I don't get to one thing before a game. Um, you know, at the World Juniors, like, you don't have as much time as you might want or uh, maybe even too much at times. But um, Or maybe you don't even have access to certain areas of the building that you normally go to. So, um, you know, just adapting to what you have and what the resources you have are and, um, you know, just letting it flow, not overreacting to stuff you can't control and really just control what you can control. And um, at the end of the day, you've put all the work in and the training and the, the stuff off the ice and making sure your body is healthy and in a good spot that when it does come for puck drop that you're, you're ready to go no matter the circumstances. Well said. We'll, uh, we'll wrap this up here in a couple minutes, guys. I do have one, a couple of quick questions. Um, this is a weird one. Like, did you guys hear from your NHL teams? Like, Dustin, yours is weird because obviously Barb's is across the bench for that gold medal game for, for Canada. But I'm curious if you heard from Siggy during the camps at all or did they leave you alone? And, and Spencer, for you, especially that gold medal game, you're going, you know, fellow Panthers prospect in the other end. We all saw the interview as we're watching at home with Roberto Luongo. Like, how much input during a tournament or heading into a tournament do you hear from guys like that? Or is that just at this point, they just they know you guys are doing your thing and leave you to it? Yeah, I mean, I kept in touch with with C throughout the tournament. Um, you know, Brad Living texted me, just said, good luck and keep her going. And, um, you know, obviously, I texted with Barb's a couple times just in terms of basically said good luck, just not against us. And, um, you know, about getting rides to and from Calgary after the tournament. But um, you know, it was awesome just to keep in touch with them and see what's going on and, you know, kind of what the plan was. Um, you know, after the tournament and, um, obviously it kind of flew by now that we've been in Calgary for like a week or so already. So, um, time has flown by, but, uh, you know, good to keep in touch with those guys even throughout the tournament. And, um, at the end of the day, it's, you got to take your mind off hockey sometimes. And, um, when you're away from the rink, just kind of relax and not lose yourself over, you know, something you can only control in in the building. So. Spencer, are you here from Lou, Lou, or any of those guys? I, I, I mean, I, they were actually pretty good at least leave me, like let me do my thing and just, you know, kind of just leave me alone for a little bit. You know, I think um, they might have said like congrats on you know when I won a game or whatever, maybe a couple of times, maybe. But um, for the most part, it's just kind of just wait. Obviously, after the gold medal game, they texted me, but uh, they, they, they were pretty hands off and just you know, let me do my thing, which is, which is what I kind of like, because especially at this tournament, there can be, it's a lot, a lot of people are watching, you know, I think, um, and random people will just start texting me, like trying to, you know, I have thoughts on the game and I'm like, dude, I haven't talked to you in five years. Like <laughs> what makes you talk to me now? Right. So I, I mean, as much as, you know, a lot of people like want to reach out. I mean, the people that know me best and who really know me, like, you know, the people on Florida, I think they've gotten to know me well. My, you know, my parents, they, I mean, they know, uh, like, if I, if I need to talk to them or I want to talk to them, I'll talk to them, you know, I'll, I'll reach out. But for the most part, you know, they know that I'm kind of trying to just do my own thing and just live in the moment for, for wherever I am. I see. It sounds like the Panthers know that then. Um, and this is the last one I got to ask. So where, where do the gold medals go? 
And what happens to the sick gear? Because you, both, I know different companies. Spencer, you're in the Bauer. You've switched since we last talked. We last talked. It was all about the Vaughn. You're in the Bauer now. Wolfie with the the first sort of one of the first sets of CCM custom printed gear. Like, is uh, you guys got some special things in mind for that? And gonna have a little shrine at some place back in you know back home at some point. Or Dustin, you're wearing yours at camp right now. Yeah, I think obviously it'll stay in stay in my house forever, but. Um, you know, until then, still got to stop some pox with them. But, um, you know, the gold medal is pretty safe in the hotel room here. Um, probably have it laying around, but want to keep it locked up in that safe as much as possible. Just, just, just in case you never know. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, obviously pretty special. So, um, you know, between the gear, the, the jerseys, the, the gold medal, like, it all adds up to something that was pretty spectacular. So, um, you know, just to have those items for the rest of my life, it's a proud moment for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I have my gold. I mean, we haven't moved into our dorms yet. We're actually in a hotel right now, um, for a little bit. But so I have my gold medal. Um, my jersey is, I think, at the rink. Actually, I think I got washed, but I think it's at the rink. And I think, and my pads, my pads are actually, they're coming, they're not here right now, but they're, they're getting shipped here. So they, they, I had to leave them at Edmonton for a little bit. Um, but they're, they're, they're coming out here. And I think I'm just gonna probably hold on to the pads and gloves, but the helmet and the gold medal and the jersey, I might do a, uh, I might try to do something up in the basement all together and try to find something something cool to do but it's definitely to go somewhere in the house for sure nice hey guys well it's very well deserved for both of you um congratulations again and i guess this is the nature of hockey like boom spencer you're right back into an ncaa season dustin you're at you're at camp i know it just keeps going but i, I just wanted to make sure we had a chance from the in goal audience to say congrats but also to say thank you for taking the time today to walk us through you know, some of the details that you probably don't get asked about from a non-goalie audience and to share your experiences with all the goalies that listen. Uh, I know it means a lot um, to our audience and I can't thank you guys both enough for taking the time today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Nice to talk a little about, you know, goalie stuff instead of just a standard standard question, so. Yeah, no, thanks. Appreciate it. Well, well, we'll always be here for that, guys. So, you know, if you ever just feel like you need to talk goaltending, you know that we're here for that one. So, th- thanks again, guys, and best of luck the rest of the season. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Over the course of this podcast history, there's been intriguing discussions. There's been fascinating conversations. That I would describe as one of the coolest experiences where I just felt like I was the proverbial fly on the wall, listening to those two just just rip back and forth and and engage with one in, one another. That was it was uh, uplifting in in one way, but so uh, educational in another. Well, it kind of made you understand why the coaching staff after the gold medal game talked about the role that Dustin Wolf played as well. As much as Spencer was front, and, you know, and and in the spotlight and the and the winning goaltender in the gold medal game and throughout the sort of elimination, like they talked about how they really were a tandem that worked together. And I think that came through in their interview. Uh, a little behind the scenes sort of uh, paint a picture for you because because we don't run the video on these things. 
Um, Dustin, obviously, with uh, taking some pride in that USA jersey you mentioned, he's in Calgary now, um, skating with it with sort of that extra, that group that's bound for Stockton in the AHL uh, as the Flames get ready to start their season. Excuse me. Uh, so the interesting car ride with Jason LaBarbera uh, back yeah. up to camp. But he still had the jersey, and, and as he's talking to me from the hotel room, he had set up his USA jersey sort of hanging behind him over his shoulders as a backdrop for the interview, and uh, I thought that was cool. And then Spencer was actually in a car. He had his buddy driving him back from... He's he's already played a game at Boston College. His buddy's driving him back um, you know, from practice at Boston College. They're living in a hotel right now, not in dorms yet, he said. And so he's basically was was in a car having that conversation in a car ride on the way back and um, and yet fully engaged in our conversation, as you could tell from the answer. So, yeah, I can't thank those guys enough. And, um, you know, at a busy time with, uh, you know, a lot of media requests to make the time for us and for our audience uh, is sincerely appreciated on our behalf. And next week, it's the Canadians turn. Uh, Hutch, give us an idea of what's in store with uh, Devin and Dylan. I think you're going to get a lot of what you got with these two guys, but but one thing that I just really loved about the conversation was their personalities shine through. Um, it's not really just an interview; it was a conversation uh, amongst the three of us. There were a lot of laughs, and uh, the two of them never stop smiling. Um, I I think honestly, more than any interview we've done on here, I think you can feel personality shine through, and I think you're going to feel a connection to. Both these guys, fantastic young goaltenders. So super, super, super interview. And I look forward to bringing it to you next week. Yeah. And some credit to Hutch because he had a little fun with it. He took a little bit of a different approach and they had, uh, they played some games and got to know each other and had a little personality. Uh, you did a good job of letting that personality shine through. So uh, I can't, uh, I can't wait to share, to share that with everyone. And then guys, the week after that, like we're already set here. We're going to roll back into some NHL guys. I uh, spent an hour with Devin Dubnik. Uh, on the phone as as the sharks broke camp, um, everything from his experiences, uh, you know, coming out of the pause and getting traded, and now being stuck, but not stuck is uh, is not the way you want to put it. But in Arizona and that whole team, sort of without their families, because they're they're the San Jose Sharks and they're playing in Arizona for the first little while. But just everything like coming up, uh, how the games change, technique, how gears changed, wearing a practice glove, like everything so we are loaded for the next couple of weeks here at Ingoal radio and uh it, it's gonna be you know we're, we're gonna kick the season off right with the nhl with a ton of great guests here from uh big time experiences to being a great teammate to uh, a new start uh that is what we're dealing with right now in this uh, tandem stretch on Ingoal radio the podcast uh thanks to spencer and uh, dustin for joining us on this episode the team canada angle is next week. Uh, thanks to uh, everybody for chipping in, as well as Cam over at the Hockey Shop, thehockeyshop.com, and Source for Sports Surrey. Love to stick around and chat, guys, but I'm going on to the website to uh, put in my code in goal 20. Uh, we'll chat with you next week uh, with the Team Canada angle. Looking forward to how this uh, 2021 has started out. Uh, stay safe, everybody, and we'll talk goaltending again next week. 